0: Do not know the day or the hour. This is the word of the Lord for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Russ, and thank you, Bell Choir, for sharing your gifts of music. We continue on in a sermon series over the summer months here at United Church on the parables and we turn to the parable of the wise and foolish virgins today. Let us pray. Wise and loving God, may the words of my mind and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you today and always. Amen. As some may be aware, my wife, Emily, grew up in Naples, attended Gulf Coast High School, and played on their basketball team. Well, she can remember quite well one evening in high school playing an away game in Fort Lauderdale. Following the game, members of her team got into the car, and they had committed the cardinal sin Of Alligator Alley. Not enough gas. Well, the anxiety in the car, you could just feel it. Uh, To the north and to the south was just a swamp. It was dark and the alligators were licking their chops. Well, thankfully, they made it just in time to the one Indian Reservation gas station and filled up the entire tank. But you can bet that anytime my family travels across Alligator Alley now, we will always have enough oil. To have enough oil, it's a lesson as important for driving across Alligator Alley as it is in the spiritual life. For Jesus imparts to his disciples a lesson about making sure that they have long-haul faith for the entire journey in and through the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. Walk back into this text with me, a text about having enough oil until the very end of the age. Once upon a time, said Jesus, the kingdom of heaven is like a time in which the bridegroom is coming for a wedding. But there are two sets of people, a group of wise virgins and a group of foolish virgins. And they all want to go out and meet this bridegroom who is coming. And so said Jesus, there are this group of foolish virgins who do not have enough oil for their lamps and a group of wise virgins who bring plenty of oil for their lamps They travel out and they go to bed and at midnight the cry comes out that the bridegroom is here. So all ten of the virgins begin to start trimming their lamps and the wise virgins have plenty of oil and the foolish virgins say, wise virgins, can we borrow some of your oil? And the wise virgins said, well, we don't have enough oil for both us and you, so you're going to have to go buy some. So the foolish virgins went out and started to find some people who they could buy oil from. But in the meantime, the bridegroom comes. And when he comes, the wise virgins enter into the wedding banquet. The door of the banquet slams shut. And by the time the foolish virgins re-arrive, they knock on the door. The bridegroom opens up the door and says, I don't know you. Jesus summed it up this way. He said, so it will be, at the end of the age. So keep watch. The parable of the wise and foolish virgins kind of presents for us this dichotomy, and there are no surprises in interpretation. We have this bridegroom in the text who appears to be the Christ figure. The oil in the text appears to be faith, and the desire of Christ in telling the story seems to be that we ought to have enough oil or enough faith to be prepared to meet Christ at the Perugia or the coming of Christ back to earth. And in being presented with this dichotomy, we kind of have to decide which are we, which one of the five are we, are we wise or are we foolish? Do we have Enough oil. From time to time in our lives, we are one of the foolish virgins in this text. Because often, when we face everyday challenges and problems, part of what we do is we say, God, I wish that you would answer my prayer and bring about a solution right away. Consider for a moment a challenge or an adversity. Or a circumstance in your life recently, and you've said, I really want this to be solved immediately. But in your heart of hearts, you know it's going to be more a marathon and not a sprint. Perhaps it's a health concern that has been challenging for you or for a loved one. And you want it to be solved right away, but you realize it's going to be a marathon. Or perhaps it's a circumstance that you want to change or a situation that you want to change and you want it to change right away, but you know it's going to be more a marathon and not a sprint. Or perhaps it's a prayer that you have been praying and you want it to be answered this very night, but in your heart of hearts, you know that it's going to be a marathon, not a sprint. As pastor and teacher John Ortberg once joked, we all want a God who wants to use the who likes to use the microwave, but the reality of the matter is that God's more into (laughs) crockpots. You and I, in our desire for immediacy and wanting our prayers to be answered right away, so often what we do is we don't pack enough oil for the long road journey. And in so doing, we are foolish. But the encouragement of this text from Jesus is to be sure to pack enough oil, to always have enough oil for the long haul. Many years ago, there was a wonderful Christian author by the name of Dallas Willard, and he wrote a book entitled The Great Omission. And he spoke in that book about all of the mountaintop immediate moments that God blesses us with in our lives. We've all had miracles happen and prayers answered right away. And those mountaintop moments, said Willard, are as impressive as they are of need for us to cherish. But then Willard wrote, but we cannot expect God to just keep striking us with lightning. For that is not the way God works. Often faith is a day-by-day journey of perseverance. Another scholar put it slightly differently He said when you think about the parable of the wise and foolish virgins You gotta realize that the five foolish virgins in this text really aren't bad In fact, their motives are quite good They do very much want to meet Christ But the issue is not that they don't have faith It's that they don't have enough faith for the long haul The issue, the scholar said, with the foolish virgins in this text is that they had, and I quote, a faith that was enthusiastic but not persevering. We love miracles. We love times in our lives where God answers prayers just like that right away, and we are blessed by those. But if our faith is only enthusiastic, without having packed enough oil for the long run, then we have been foolish as opposed to wise. Or let me put it another way. Uh, A few years ago, the great New York Yankees shortstop and soon-to-be Hall of Famer Derek Jeter finished up his career. And many of you are aware of uh, Derek Jeter and who he was and what he accomplished. Well, in his last full season in in the major leagues, Uh, Derek Jeter got to opening day, and he went one for four with two strikeouts. Well, after the game, the New York media, that is not so friendly, cornered him in the locker room and said, Derek, are you worried about how this is going to go? And he said, oh, no, I'm a veteran. I'm used to doing this 162 times a summer. And he shared back with the reporters I have learned over the years that you have to play the season, not just the game. That is the wisdom, faith wisdom, that Jesus is imparting here in this text. When it comes to challenges and circumstances in our lives, we have to play the season, not just the game. We have to have enough oil. If you came to worship this morning, dealing with the challenge that you wish would go away overnight and be solved, but you know in your heart of hearts it's going to be a marathon. Hear the encouragement from Jesus in this text. Pack enough oil. Have enough faith until the end of the age. And I will honor you and be present for you until the very end of the season. One of the very odd and interesting news stories that we have been following this week has been the story of the Pope in the Vatican. For those of you who may not have read this or heard this, the Pope in the Vatican got stuck in the Vatican elevator for 26 minutes. As fate would have it, there was not enough energy that was running to the old elevator in the Vatican to deliver the Pope To the top floor. And so 30 Vatican firemen all rallied together to rescue the Pope and to get the elevator back working again after 26 minutes. Well, finally, the Pope arrived at the top floor where he was awaiting a speech where he would announce all of his new cardinals. He got there and he thanked uh, the firefighters, and there was a great big sigh of relief amongst our Catholic brothers and sisters in Christ well, I really got a kick out of how some of the reporters tried to derive meaning out of this quirky theological event. But one of the writers I was reading, I think, got it exactly right. This is what she wrote. She said, the Pope getting stuck in an elevator, really, when you think about it, illumines the Christian life as a whole. We are all trying to get to the top floor, but we have to be sure we have enough faith energy to get there. you got to have enough oil, said Jesus, to not just deal with the game at hand, but to play the entire season, to make it all the way through the concern, all the way through the journey, all the way down Alligator Alley, all the way to the end of the age. Another news story we've been following this week has, of course, been the story of Hurricane Dorian. And in organizing the church's offering that will aid and benefit the Bahamian people, I was having a conversation this week with a representative from the disaster ministries in our denomination, and his name was Zach Wolgamoth. And he was here and present on the ground on the Sunday following a Hurricane Irma, Coming through Marco Island, and I remember he shared a little bit with the congregation and he visited with us and He is a person who has a lot of experience kind of following disasters, going from hurricane to shooting uh, to wildfire and um, He was in with me in Disler Hall uh, following uh, worship on that Sunday after Irma, and he pulled me aside, and he 's like, "Look, you know I can tell that you 're young and, and, and you 've got a lot of energy." And I just want to give you one piece of advice from having done this for so many years. And he shared back with me, you want this to be over tomorrow or next week, but it won't be. Young man, have enough gas in your tank. And he was absolutely right. To have enough oil, not just to make it through today, but every day to take a long-haul approach to our faith. I'll close with a final illustration that really is uh, quite interesting, and I hope that you'll appreciate it. Biblical numerologists, those who study numbers in Scripture, will tell you that there is a very important number in this text that is quite meaningful for interpreting the text. Numbers, of course, in the scripture are all very important. You have three, seven, 10, 12, very important numbers. But so too, interestingly enough, is the number five. Throughout the Bible, the number five is a number that is associated with wisdom and balance. We have five fingers and five toes. God has given us uh, five senses. Uh, When it comes to the Ten Commandments, there are five commandments that deal with our relationship with God and another five commandments that deal with our relationship with one another. And part of what the scholars say is that this number five in the parable, there being five wise versions, is of great importance because those five were wise and they were balanced and their long-haul approach to the faith. And the scripture passage, according to the scholars, that is most like this one in the New Testament, now this is going to shock you a little bit, is actually the story of David and Goliath in the Old Testament. Trivia question. When the young boy David went and took out his slingshot to slay Goliath, How many stones did David put in his pouch? Five. That's exactly right. And you know what scholars are in agreement about? The reason why the young boy David put five stones in his pouch, and you can read about this in 2 Samuel chapter 21, is that Goliath had four brothers. And so part of what the scholars say Is that the young boy David had enough wise faith, enough balanced faith to pack enough stones, enough ammunition, not just to conquer the giant of that day, but to go on and slay four more giants as well. He had enough oil. May the faith of the young, wise King David, may the faith of the wise virgins be our faith until that day comes when we meet Christ face to face and finally arrive at the top floor.